Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Mike Hubbard still sits in Mayberry. Also, the V-Team takes a look at the latest U.S. Senate polls. And it's political scary season. There's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. It's Alabama politics. You know which way the traffic's headed. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR, and Susan Britt, my constant companion and research guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Josh, you know, I wrote a column this week, and you write columns, I write columns. Sometimes we get in trouble for those columns, you know? Not everybody <laughs> likes what we write. Oh, uh, everybody loves this, me. I don't... You know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah no, right. You, you, you keep on believing, brother. <laughs> but uh, I wrote that I didn't trust our legislature <gasps> to recompile or remove racist language from the 1901 Constitution. There is an amendment mm-hmm. on the November 3rd general election ballot that would give the legislature the opportunity to, one, remove racist language from our Constitution, which is morally a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Two, it would allow them to consolidate certain parts of the Constitution. It would allow them to recompile certain provisions and uh, to you know get rid of anything that's duplicative or repetitive. Now, we've seen them try to do this before. That didn't work out well. The (laughs) fundamental question I asked was, do you trust the people in Montgomery to basically take a cut-and-paste approach to the Alabama 1901 Constitution? No. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with no. no. Um, uh, (laughs) This this is uh, consistently voted the most corrupt government in the United States, <laughs> Alabama, uh, is. Um, listen, I I think that there are people who have very, very good intentions here, okay? I, I do. I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Senator Smitherman, uh, Senator Coleman-Madison, I think they have very, very good intentions on, on what I they're agree. doing. And I, I don't doubt them at all in, in what they're saying and what they're trying to do. I do doubt a lot of their colleagues uh, particularly some from the other side of the aisle, uh, uh, because I have seen this game before where they roll into town and, and we're going to remove racist language. And what you actually do is remove, uh, you know, the right for a kid to have a public education or, uh, you know, you have uh, uh, various other little things. And when you, when you introduce the words economic development in anything legislative over the last 10 years at least, when those words have been used, most of the time, 
they have been used in a way for somebody to line their pockets with something. Right, and, and I talked to some of the folks that took exception with what I wrote, and they said, well, it doesn't allow for any more money to go into economic development. Mm-hmm. And they said that, you know... Wait, 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 wait. I thought we were just removing racist language. Well, no, no. You, oh, they're going to they're gonna well, clean up the language about economic development. But they're too. saying it's just the racist... No, no, they're not saying it's just racist language. That's the fundamental underpinning. That's right. how they sell it. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, they're doing more stuff. That, I, yeah. Anybody that has... Susan, you're a pretty good grandma, grammar Nazi. I mean, anybody with a rudimentary knowledge of textual construct knows that if you move a comma or add a semicolon, you can change the meaning of something dramatically, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing that really worries me is it not only do these legislators not know what they're doing to start with with the Constitution, they don't understand moving a comma. So they can move a comma by accident and screw everything up. I, I, Josh, I remember this. There was a piece of legislation a couple of years ago that they didn't like the way that Mike Hubbard had written it for them. So they said, well, we'll outsmart Mike. And so they put a semicolon in. And one critical part, which made the next part actually a list. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. point That's exactly. A, my, yeah. my, my, my point exactly. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, one of the one of the old masters, actually there were two old masters at, at rewriting things without people figuring out what they were doing. One was John Knight and the other one was Alvin Holmes. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. and those two guys, uh, you know, Alvin Alvin gets a lot of heat sometimes for th- things that he says, but that man was was pretty smart in the way he he did a lot of things. But um, you know, I I'll tell you, man, uh, I, it I don't doubt, I, and I don't know. Here's the thing: I, I do think there is some legitimacy here to what they're saying about you know the racist language and things like exactly. that, and, and it being exactly. embarrassing. And I do think that there is a need for us to go in and take a look at cleaning up our constitution in some way. That said, I you know you just. Oh man, well, you just you I, just kind of grimace when you talk about the people who are going to be doing it. And I know they say the LRS is going to be involved and all of that, but and LRS is nonpartisan. But listen, I mean, as someone who watches LRS and everything that goes on in the state house, they are beholden to whoever is in charge. Okay, let's not get crazy with this. LRS mm-hmm. is beholden to whoever is in charge. Yeah, actually, so, they, you know, they changed the name of that now. It's called the well, uh, Legislative Service Agency. Oh, I thought it was the New Legislative Alliance. Republican Service Agency. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, I think the United States Constitution still has racist language in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people uh, that were enslaved, people of color that, that were enslaved, we're counted as three-fifths of the population. Mm-hmm. That's still there. Uh, the racist language in Alabama primarily is talking about segregated schools and things like that, poll tax, all that. Those are no longer allowed. They don't matter. Hurt feelings do matter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, if you look at this legislature who says they want to clean up the racist language, then why won't they let the people in Birmingham and other places take down the racist monuments. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you look at, if you're talking about, you know, deterring business is what I, I believe the guise is here that, that they're, you know, that they're trying to do this under is, yeah. is that, you know, we're, we're deterring businesses because we have this, uh, this racist language in our constitution. Well, you know, there have been a lot of more embarrassing things that have driven away businesses. You know, you, we've had uh, pushes for a bathroom bill. We've had the the monuments bill that was passed. We've had, yeah, I mean, just yeah, go down the list. The, the racist immigration bill that was passed a few years ago. Yeah. The you know the abortion ban that was passed last year. There have been a lot of things that have that have deterred a lot of of businesses around because of our embarrassments here. And and so I, I you know I think we need to clean those things up before we get started on some others. All right. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. What's up, Alabama? It's Bo Jackson. Do I really need to say it? The United States was built on the foundations of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Millions of people have defended these pillars of our democracy. Please remember the sacrifice made by these Americans and make time to register to vote and obtain a government photo ID so you too can vote on November 3rd. Voting is a sacred right. Sacrifices made by those who so bravely serve our country should never be forgotten. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, pleasant game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm John Merrill. As your Secretary of State, I will ensure that all Alabamians have the opportunity to participate in safe, secure, and fair elections. Due to the ongoing pandemic, anyone that wants to be an absentee voter should select the box on the application which reads, I have a physical illness or infirmity which prevents my attendance at the polls. After enclosing a copy of your valid photo ID and following the directions completely, your voice will be heard and your vote will be counted. Through absentee, we'll see you at the polls. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, surprise, surprise, as Gomer would say, hmm? my cupboard is still sitting in Mayberry Jail down in Lee County with his buddy, Sheriff Jay Johns, uh, or, and, and, and he's, you know, he's just hanging out there. He's not in prison where he's supposed to be. Mike's mm-hmm. just hanging out in Lee County. Aunt B's bringing in lunch. Yeah, and, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, really. Yeah. Uh, I think we we all knew he was going to get we, he was going to get preferential treatment in some way, shape, or form, and we also know that ADOC is such a mess that uh, you know they're not going to be able to do anything about it. The you know the sheriffs basically run their own show and are, are little gods in their own towns, and uh, so you know who's going to stop them uh, at this point? And so I, I have every belief that he's he's going to spend all four years there. Susan, the Department of Corrections says there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> I, nothing. I, I won't say the word that I actually want to say, but that's Huey. Yes, it is Huey. But <clears throat> he's still lounging down there in what I like to refer to as Mayberry. Uh, until somebody in Lee County actually fills out a form. Yeah. They, 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 they have a magical form they do. before ADOC can get in, they involved. Do. And you was, gotta tell me if there was a mass murderer in Lee County Jail that they wouldn't hurry up and get that form done. Well, no, you know, well, sure they would. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of reminiscent of that uh, the old uh, Goldie Hawn movie, uh, the Wildcats, where uh, the guy he's, he's you know they, they say we've got some illegal players or ineligible players there, and he said, "Well, we get to checking on that as soon as we get our computers. We're going to get our computers sometime <laughs> next year." <laughs> you know? That is pretty much where we're at. Uh, the Department of Corrections told me don't bother to call them anymore. They couldn't do anything yeah. about it, so there no. you go. Yeah. Uh, they, they want they want a billion dollars to build prisons, but they can't answer my phone calls about my cupboard. Not their yeah. problem. Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, the, the anti-maskers and the people that want to gather in large crowds do not take the COVID-19 virus uh, seriously. But they do believe that give me liberty or give me death means is a public health policy, Josh. Roy Moore is leading a case in which seven plaintiffs have said that, that Governor Kay Ivey and public health officer Dr. Scott Harris have violated their constitutional rights, the, the, the First, Fifth, and Fourteenth Amendment especially. You wrote about that this week. Roy Moore leading the charge. Yeah, yeah, Roy, it's a great leader. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't understand what, you know, the, clearly we, we've been through this. Uh, you know, one of these cases was already kicked out of uh, a circuit court in Montgomery. Um, uh, you know, it just, uh, uh, they have the authority to do this. They have the authority in a public health situation to issue these orders uh, and and to come in and, and and reduce the size of crowds and to force you to, to wear masks uh, to prevent the transmission of a, of what has proven to be a deadly disease and it yeah, is yeah. a deadly disease. Two hundred and ten thousand Americans in less than a year have lost their lives from this disease. Right. If you lined up the dead in in Alabama, it would go for thirty or forty miles. Mm-hmm. You know, it is almost as many people that has died in the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. And yet, we have people that are wanting to sue over a protective it's measure. It's a mask. It's a yeah. mask. Jesus. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Do. I mean, I, and it's not that hard. I mean, you, 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 nobody likes it. But you put it on that when, before you go into a store or where you know, or you're out in public somewhere for a few minutes, uh, you throw the thing over your face. It's what I mean to, to not die, to not infect a loved one or a friend. Uh, you or know, get infected. I, 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 well, yeah. I mean, if you look at you know what we've seen nationally, I mean that there have 
been super spreader events, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in the nation's capital. The <laughs> White I House. I can think of one right off the top of my head, you know, just one. Well, I mean, in the White House, we have many members of the administration sick. We have Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, we have military leaders mm -hmm. sick. This mm -hmm. is not just a public health issue. This is a economic and a global situation where we are more vulnerable to mm -hmm. foreign hostility during this period than anyone could have imagined. And people don't yeah. refuse to take it seriously. It's a pandemic. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. You know, it, it was you know, the same way after the, after the debate the other night when uh, Mike Pence's wife hopped up on stage without a mask on. And uh, this is the guy who led the pandemic team for the White House. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and that's the kind of thing, you know, I think we've set a tone early on uh, here uh, from, from the president on down. Uh, that that have led a lot of people to have this anti-mask mentality or this you know freedom mentality where uh, you know and, and you now you have governors uh, on the verge of being kidnapped and executed and, and yeah. it's uh, it's nonsense. Put on your mask and stop being morons for God's sake. Yes. Once again, the Democrats didn't say anything about the vice presidential debate that I, I could find again again. But social media was should I say a light with concentrating <laughs> on the, uh, the fly and also on uh, Kamala Harris's face, yeah. which uh, those were the two highlights. <coughs> you, know, you see memes everywhere on the face. Of course, the Kamala Harris face, I get that all the time. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, me Josh. Yeah. Josh knows all those faces too. I mean, that yeah, is standard I've, I've operating all. procedure. You know, it's like we call it the resting B-face. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's no resting about that. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, hey, you better, you better change some tones, buddy. You better pick some stuff up. Well, anybody who's raised in the South with a Southern mom recognized every facial expression that Kamala Harris made. I and, enjoy her faces more than I did the debate. Well, and, and, and nobody can beat the fact that you are the second most powerful person in the, on the planet and you got a fly on your head. I mean, it just shows that we all need to be humble, right? <laughs> oh, well. You know what they're attracted oh, well. to. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. As we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, we reflect upon a time when we could not register to vote nor hold public office. But now, we have the privilege of representing the people of Alabama in the state legislature. We must continue to educate and empower women because together, we can continue to shatter records and overcome barriers. Register to vote and obtain your photo ID so you too can exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. 
I'm John Merrill. As we prepare for the general election during the pandemic, it is important for Alabamians to step up and become poll workers. Poll workers are paid officials who protect the rights of registered voters at the polls. Contact your probate judge to learn more or apply online at alabamavotes.gov. If you're 16 or older and enrolled in high school or college, you can apply to become a student poll worker by contacting your probate judge or our office. We'll see you at the polls. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, the one thing we learned from rock and roll is that there is a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. In Alabama, we understand in politics, we know which way the traffic is flowing, right, Susan? Yeah, we do. That's why you need a Downhill. highway. Downhill. Downhill. But Josh, this is politically scary season. I mean, there's a mountain of conspiracies out there. There's a mountain of lies. I mean, there's Antifa around every corner, and there are more uh, right-wing Supreme Court justices than we can count. And mm -hmm. basically, it is down to the wire, and I don't want to get too much into national politics, but the kind of thing we're seeing nationally, we, we've been seeing in Alabama for decades, where it's just fear, fear-mongering, and, mm -hmm. and, and just lies. I remember one time when uh, President Obama wasn't even running for, the, for election, they had a cartoon of the senator who was in bed with Obama, literally in bed. In bed. In bed. You know, well, the not that he had anything to do with the president at that time, because the president wasn't the president, wasn't running. Uh, but so nothing new here, is it? No, no, there's not. And I, I think that you you see that a lot of times when um, uh, you know people get desperate. Uh, I think that that things are trending a certain way nationally. You see it in the poll numbers. You see it reflected in some things, and I mean, you see it in in some defections, uh, you know, from uh, from high ranking senators on the Republican side. Now that uh, you know they're trying to trend another way, and uh, so uh, I think you see those sorts of things when people can't talk about the substance of stuff. They 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 tend to gravitate towards the the idiocy and the things, uh, you know, the hot topics or the red meat, and uh, yeah. you know, and I think that's what you see out of this is it's uh it's more of that just trying to throw something against the wall to see if something might stick yeah and i mean president trump is going to win alabama i, I believe by a sizable margin oh, right. so yeah. I, I don't i don't really see why you have these people go on talk radio and go on and on and on about antifa and like antifa is really hot here right we got a they, bunch of antifa have yeah. else to talk about. uh you know we're, they're going on about uh uh, who's a communist and who's a socialist? And I guarantee you that most of them I hear wouldn't be able to pick out a socialist from a communist if they sat on their head. But no. there you go. No, what, you can't. And you know, what, what's, what's really troubling to me is that you have a Senate candidate, a U.S. Senate candidate right now, uh, who is, uh, you know, there, there are serious topics to be discussed in this yeah. state. Uh, there are serious yeah. issues that are facing us, and you have a U.S. Senate candidate right now that don't want to talk about any of them, but we'll no, talk about no. this nonsense. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk, get to him in a second here. The problem I see, Susan, is truth has become malleable. Morality has it, 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 just become relative. And, and the worst thing is that these people get these jobs in politics by just showing up. It's fear-mongering. That's mm -hmm. all it is. It's fear monger. 
They have no policies that, they're, that they can talk about, but they can get people's attention by actually making them fearful. That's all Well, it's a one-party it's a one party situation. That's that's yeah, the biggest is. part of it here. Is yeah. that when yeah. it, when you have a two two viable parties in a state or in the country, uh, you you often don't get to these sorts of this sort of nonsense. Right. Uh, right. You, you have people coming in and discussing things that actually matter to you uh, because it's a tough race and they've got to do that. They've got to have debates. They have to stand on the stage and tell you what they're going to do. Well, and I think this is you know the the, the American people. And I think the people of Alabama that are not in politics, the normal people, really are concerned about their health care, their finances, COVID-19, raising their children, and having good education. I think this is what they care about. It's the base that cares about this. Of course, I remember when we first started covering, the, the couple of years into covering the State House, the big show down there then was Duck Dynasty. And that's where a bunch of yuppies grew out their hair and their beards and started running around in the woods acting like idiots as long yeah. as they came back and prayed and ate supper. So this <laughs> is the kind of legislature we had in the original days down there was they'd run around and be idiots all day. Then they come back and pray and have supper and everything was good. What's uh, changed? Well, we have the Kardashians and we have 90 days of uh, 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 whatever. Yeah. We have the Bachelorette. Oh. And there's all kinds of housewives of everywhere. But Josh, I'm sorry, but it is that mentality, that reality show mentality that permeates the culture into which you can't have a rigorous, intelligent debate about politics because people don't know any better. Yeah, you know, I think that there are a number of issues that uh, that that do kind of touch uh, most people. You know, the problem is is, is getting to those and getting people to pay yeah. attention to those, yeah. uh, and getting people to to have a conversation about what actually does affect their lives, and to then choose take that conversation and apply it to an actual election, and to choose a candidate that that best fits what they need out of their life. Well, we have asked, we've invited Coach Tuberville to come on the V. We were told <laughs> at one point he was going to do it, and then. Crickets, and we're, we're going to ask again. Uh, we have not had any problem getting Doug Jones on because he doesn't mind at you know at answering questions. But no. to your point, uh, Coach Tuberville looks to win. Uh, according to a recent poll, he could be leading as much as twelve points, and he doesn't, Susan, have any policies that we know of. Oh, he won't talk to anybody. How can he know what the guy's thinking when he won't even talk to anybody? He's, he's had no no policy issues at all that he's talked about. It's nothing on his website about them. I mean, it, he's just like, he's in hiding until after the election. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's, it really is embarrassing uh, to a state uh, to, be, to be on the verge of sending a senator up there that, that is so uneducated about basic facts and about basic things. I mean, he has been asked in some really, really friendly settings, some really softball questions about some really easy topics, and he has word salad the hell out of those things. All right, uh, and I mean, it's just—I uh, mean, it's—it's it's nonsense to me what has come out of this, and it's embarrassing, and people should be ashamed. Well, Josh, I think the thing is that the founders got a lot of stuff right, but they missed it on some things. The only qualification to be a senator, U.S. senator, is to be 35 years old, uh, mm -hmm. have been a, a U.S. citizen for nine years, and live in the place that you're running for Senate. 
Yeah. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. <coughs> well, you yeah, just well. got to be a resident. We can do yeah, 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 or, or have property there, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, and if that's all the requirements are, you can, any idiot can win. Well, but we're proving that every right day. <laughs> You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.